What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask themselves. The key motivator for every action taken. The cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I want to go to a sporting event in every major venue. I want to grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I want to chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want old milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy old milk merch. Yo, yo, welcome back to the It's All Opinion Podcast. This is episode eight of the only podcast that gives you straight facts. And if it's not facts, it's just an opinion. I am your host, Nate Sperlin. Thank you for listening on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and other DSPs that I won't name because it's mad of them. Do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. You don't have to do it now, but at some point, I feel like you're going to want to because I have one of my favorite photographers on today. So um, maybe at some point you'll be like, yo... I, I like I like Solomon Francis. I, I want to subscribe to Old Milk because of Solomon Francis. And I will say thank you to both of you. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify and YouTube. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter oh, and stuff. TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk merch on Old Milk That Co. and all the Old Milk content on Old Milk That Co. Shout out to all the 45 subscribers that I have on YouTube right now. Old Milk, thanks you for your support. And that being said, I am here with one of my oldest friends, my hype beast phenomenon, uh, like Solomon, <laughs> Solomon Francis. I'm <laughs> feeling those claps. <laughs> Thank you for good, um, being on the show. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Chilling. All right. Sounds good. Um, so, as I mentioned before, Solomon Francis has been doing his thing with his photography and just watching the growth from where he started to where he is now is really, um, it's inspiring, but it's also, it just like hits the right chord just watching one of your friends evolve as they do. Um, so that being said, Solomon, I, I do want to first off talk about um, what was your introduction to, to photography? What was the first moment that you realized that this was something that you enjoyed and you wanted to get better at? Well, like uh, taking pictures of your, like your friends out of high school, you know, just for some Facebook likes, shit. Like, you start to realize, uh, at least I started to realize, like I didn't want my pictures to look a certain way. And I realized the only way to step it up was like the actual camera. And like I was, I was being like uh, the city and see people with actual cameras and shooting. Like, okay, I'm working my way up to that point. So it was kind of like that progression of just wanting to have a better picture for myself and to take other people's pictures that were better. Mm -hmm. So going from that, because obviously when you're first starting something off, you're not, 
you don't, people don't jump into things right away until they start getting a feel for it, for real. What was the moment that you were like, okay, I'm good at this. I'm going to do this for real. Oh, damn. I never, uh, it was never like, it was never a specific moment. Like, it was just like, I'm going to keep doing it. It was just like, okay, I'll take a picture here and I'm going to do another one. Somebody likes it, you know, so that, that keeps you going, you know, just people liking the picture. I'd be like, it's it's trash. And then it was just more like, okay, like, then it became outside of your friend group, your strangers are appreciating it, you know? Like, and uh, I think, so I started 2016, 2017, I got my first Canon, like a stock lens and shit. And uh, I was just like, I have to continue. Like a friend bought my Nikon, so that made me feel like she supported me to move on to the next level. And then it was just like, I'm running into people and people are liking the photos and I was liking the photos. So, and I also kept seeing, oh no, it can still be better. It can still be better. So I just kept working on it. So do you think, well, I I think that every artist has things that they don't like that end up being massively successful. Do you have photos that you look back on and they were like things that people really enjoyed, but you kind of nitpick it a little, like this could have been better. The lighting could have been better. The angling could have been better. How How do you deal with that? Like, I believe personally, like, once I let it go, once I send a picture off to somebody, it's no longer mine. So it does what it does. And I just let it go. Like, I, obviously, I would, like, sometimes I post, I would send somebody something and then maybe they download in the quality shit. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't like this being a representation of my work. But other than that, I'm never going to tell them, like, you have to need that. Like, I'll try to suggest them, hey, you know, could have done this better but i i want my art to because like say for example when this goes away and somebody looks back and be like oh this is how i feel about this person's art you have no saying that there's no point stressing over it so it's a form of detachment that comes once you press that send button that yeah i'm hearing yeah, because like that's why sometimes that's why nowadays sometimes I do edit my pictures like slightly before I send them. Because I would rather because I'm starting to also appreciate consistency and like themes throughout anything you do. So I want my work to look a certain way now. Like I want it to be like, oh, they know when Solomon took this. You know what I mean? So like now I look at it a bit differently. Like I'll hold somebody's picture like no, you can't get this yet. <laughs> So uh, yeah. being a photographer, like, you know, all the ins and outs of the day to day of being a photographer and scheduling and um, making sure that everything comes to fruition. What's an underrated aspect of that that may go over some of most people's heads? Like something that people don't think about that is important to you, but it's not something that people would really see. Being on time, <laughs> I guess that's the, nobody's on time. Like, I mean, not nobody, like you, that's why I appreciate the people who are on time, like, you know, at least communicate very well, because that's like the hardest part, just getting there, getting everybody together. And then the part that you don't see is the equipment. Like, for example, somebody would ask me, someone, 
oh, can you do this? But nobody looks at, oh, like the weight of everything you carry and how far you got to carry it, how the time that it takes to put it together or switch out between things. So that's something I think people should like understand more of that goes behind being a photographer. So everyone has their own style. If you were to describe your style and the main foundations of how you started to adapt your style or how you started to form, how did you start, how you started to compose your style would probably be the better word to use. Um, how would you say that? Like, how would you describe that? Well, like I said, I was on, uh, I don't know if I right, but I was on Tumblr. So like I saw how I wanted the pictures to be like come out. I saw certain angles that I liked or I just like, because you're just consuming so much media, just pictures, you're not really looking at what people are saying and shit like that. It's just more about like, okay, I like this, I like this. Oh, that person did this interesting. And so I guess my style just came from seeing certain clean images, seeing shit like uh, Fashion Week outside of the fashion show photos and how clean and simple, but still almost powerful how they look to me. So that sort of clean editorial style, I guess I kind of just been developing that over the years. When you're looking, because with your photography, it gives you the opportunity to, it gives you a reason to go to places that you wouldn't, in the city that you wouldn't go to on a regular day. What do you, do you find yourself when you're just walking through the city and you don't have any plans um, stumbling upon places where you're like, okay, that would be a good place for a shoot. Oh, yeah, like, all the time. So in that process, what do you look for as a place for the next Solomon Francis photo shoot? So like, to me, the best places are like kind of closed off or like sheltered in terms of like, they have a good shadow because like I don't like super bright over photos so somewhere where I know the uh, sun is not going to hit the person's face too hard and then the colors look good or it's like a specific color scheme like oh I know if I get somebody with this color outfit to come to this place then it's going to be perfect or if I just show them that this this is the color of it they can look in their closet and be like oh this is what we could do here so that's kind of uh, what it is. Like people be asking me like, oh, just let me know a spot. It's easier for you to tell me like what color you want to wear than for me to recommend you so many spots. Cause I, I know a lot of spots on the top of my head, five are going to be circling around in terms of what I want to shoot. But if you give me a color palette, like that helps me like, okay, maybe we can go to this area. Damn, I haven't been to this area. Let's try that again. So stuff like that. So does, it seems like you determine the location, like the location that you're actually going to carry out a shoot with based on what people wear. Is there ever a time where you, there's a location that you really, really want to shoot at, but you have to kind of direct people in the right direction in terms of what they, what colors they should wear or what type of style they should wear so that it can come out, the shoot can come out the best possible, the best quality possible. Yeah, I try, like, you try to tell people, like, hey, you should wear this color or whatever, like, 
that obviously, like, I don't control anybody's closet, so they can only do the best that they can. And sometimes it's like it becomes more of an organic thing. Like, you probably thought you wanted to shoot this spot, but you walk around the corner and their outfit matches the scenery way better in another spot. So it's just the ups and downs, and that's kind of the fun of it, too. So could you tell me a story that a story of a time that you just described where there's a location that you want to shoot and literally, well, not literally, but like you realize in the midst of you plotting out your strategy of going, of executing the shoot, you realize that there's a better place that like nearby that would um, work for the shoot. Can't tell you a specific story because they happen so often. Like, I would literally have to go to my camera roll and, like, be like, okay, damn, what happened with you? Okay, this is how we found this. It's, it's kind of like, this happens, like, every now and then, so I can't really say it's, like, you know, that easy for me to say. Uh, it's just, I'm trying to think. Of the, I can't think of a specific story, but, like, sometimes, I, okay, let's say, for example, I might go to Central Park, right? Mm-hmm. and say, I want to shoot by this fountain. I want to shoot by this area. But then we just walk around and I remember, okay, I'll tell you the last one. Uh, last one, I was in Central Park. We were uh, shooting like underneath the tunnel and uh, it wasn't as going as cool. As, it was It was nice, but I was like, yeah, it's still not as cool as I thought. And we walk over to an area I haven't been to in, you know, maybe six months or whatever. I kind of forgot about it. Like, oh, this looks kind of nice. So, you know, you just get it, get those little glimpses of exciting, like, oh, okay, this could probably work. So where are, I don't want to, I don't want you to give away, like, your, the places that you hold close to the vest, but where are the, in terms of where are the places that most people know about in the city anyway, so it's not like you're giving away any of your secret sauce mm. that you like to shoot the most? I mean, I can just say the neighborhoods, like, it's a lot to shoot in each neighborhood. So, like, mm-hmm. I like to shoot in the Lower East Side, mm-hmm. um, like, that area between, I guess, like, around Chinatown area is nice to shoot in, too, sometimes. And then Outfit, uh, the Village is nice. So, like, yeah, it's just, yeah, so these, so these are neighborhoods, like, obviously, it's a lot to see within that neighborhood, but those are the good places I like to frequent. So you mentioned you mentioned some brand names of cam well some names of cameras, some camera models. Can you talk about the difference between shooting with a more modern day camera versus shooting with a camera that maybe um, was first introduced 20 years ago versus shooting with it with a phone? I mean some some cameras in my opinion like I don't know about 20 years old, but I would say there's a lot of cameras like mine that are like a decade or maybe 15 years old that like will still take a better picture than an iPhone, at least in my, in my opinion, because I, mean, I like saw certain type of ISO pictures and like with the camera, the only difference between your camera and your phone is like how much control you have over the image. So that's really like what it boils down to. So can you tell me more about that? What do you mean by control of the image? Okay. Uh, yes. All right. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Y'all need to understand what this guy's doing here. He's being an active listener. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> he's trying to do callbacks. I watch podcasts, so I understand how people talk. I see what he's really, he's, fo- I could tell he's honing in and focusing on this crap like damn near it's a test. And he's figuring it out as he goes. I get it, man. You gotta, I gotta fuck with my boy, me. But uh, basically, control over image means like uh, there's settings on your camera. The most basic, basic settings on every camera is your, you know, your ISO, which is like the grain on the image, which is like how like, sensitive, I guess, your lens is taken in the light. The aperture is like how much light is coming in, and that affects things like how dark, how blurry is your background and stuff like that. Um, and how like like how and that blurriness affects how much focus is on something, and uh, uh, shutter speed uh, that like affects you know how fast the shutter on the camera when you hear it goes click that's the shutter and basically that can become slow to go that's like a very slow shutter speed and that will control light as well and all those good stuff so. That's the, those are some of the main differences, at least that I know. So out of what you listed, which one, which aspect of that is the most important? All are equally important. All are equally important. It just depends on what you're doing. Like sometimes for me, like I, like some people are so technical, Mm -hmm. like they can look at an area and tell you what settings this needs to be. Like, okay, put it at a 3.8 with an f-stop of this and the aperture of this. For me, it's more like, okay, I look at the picture, I see hmm, it's too bright, let me try adjusting this. If that doesn't work, I try adjusting that. Like, to me, like, the photography thing doesn't have to be super hard. Like, once you understand those basics, you understand what you're controlling when you change a setting, then it makes it easy. Like, okay, I know I want it to look like this, so I'm going to do this. It seems like it's a lot of trial and error that's what i'm saying it depends on how like skilled you are and how much not skilled but maybe just how much practice and experience you have because the uh more experience you have the more you're gonna come into the situation knowing what to do you know what i mean like and everybody has their own preference so it's no wrong answers Mm -hmm. so has there ever been a time because as I mentioned before, every artist has their distinct style. But if I take it to music, you have, for example, Metro Boomin, who has his signature Atlanta trap style. But then at the same time, he could go work with The Weeknd or he can um, he can do other things outside of what his signature style is. is. Has there ever been a time where you booked a shoot, but the person respected your style obviously like they respect your talent but they may not have wanted something that would be typical coming from you and how did you adjust to that i'm trying to think the last time that happened because i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of stuck in my ways so if the picture doesn't look right to me i'm not gonna like it you mm-hmm. know what i mean and then i'm not gonna be interested in taking it but yeah, like people give their opinion. They want it to look a certain way. They, they like, say for example, like usually the most thing I hear is because I like a darker, softer image. Some people like it brighter. Like, uh, so, so they'll tell me, hey, can you do it this way? And because like, I'll like, especially if they're paying, like I'll give them 
benefit of that. Okay, let me try it your way. Is this what you like? Or like, no. And I do it my way and I get back into maybe finding the right lighting or changing the setting. And then they're like, okay, now I see what you're saying. Like, so I kind of, I'll, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I tell people like, okay, maybe I'll be willing to try that. But I try not to stay, like go out my zone my comfort zone because when somebody has another idea for you, especially for image, it's most likely because they saw somebody else do it. So mm. you're, you're not even, it's not even their perspective. You're looking at another photographer's perspective that you probably didn't even see their image. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So do you think most photographers feel like you from the standpoint of if you're booking me, you're booking for my style, or do you think it's, there is a level of, versatility that most photographers are open to trying yeah they yeah like a, a, a photographer when they have a portfolio it's either one i think in my opinion it's either one of the two they're either trying to show how diverse they are mm -hmm. or they're trying to show like their skill like literally what they're good at so um uh, I don't know. Photographers be arguing and shit. Like they be some some be some feel like they can do anything, so they don't care. But the one the people like me who like, no, this is how I shoot. You're not gonna have me shoot like somebody else. And I respect them too because I I feel I agree with them more. Mm. Um. So I guess my final question before we start wrapping this up. Um. You're always you're one of the most attentive people in terms of fashion that I know. So I'm just curious about, is there anything out there that maybe isn't huge right now that you see becoming huge in terms of um, fashion in the next few years that people should probably be paying attention to? I mean, I'm not like at the head, like I, I like what I like, so I can't say I'm more in tune into what's popping, but like I see just like it's more engineering going into fashion. Like it's more like it's all all the like what I see is people er, like it's almost like everything's been done. So now it's like, oh, literally what what's the thought that doesn't sound like it'll work or be like, you know, functional and then let's do that. That's what it sounds like. That's what everybody's doing it looks like at least to get the most attention i agree i think that it, it it seems like at least looking at like remember when people used to line up for jordans and i'm sure people still are but in mm -hmm. terms of looking at the new designs and the new colorways it kind of see it doesn't have the same pizzazz that some of the older ones did yeah we're doing on like what 40 50 years of Jordans. Mm -hmm. Not for not 50. I'm trying to I mean 80s. We're getting up there. 80s Jordans <laughs> came out. Yeah. 80s. Like 80s yeah. So 80s, yeah, 40. Yeah, yeah so they're in there 50 years of yeah, you're gonna see sorry, you watch. Damn, that's crazy. That means you're about to see a crazy ass Jordan. But yeah, basically, yeah, you've seen you've been there seeing 50 years of like what 12 silhouettes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's like, what more can you do at, at one point? Like, you know, it's just going to be, like, we're going to see more. Obviously, people aren't done. There's going to be a lot of misses before you get a hit. But I don't really rock Jordan, so I don't, I don't I'm going to keep up. 
So we're, we've approached our final segment um, where you get to speak your piece and plug whatever you want to plug. Um, you essentially get a minute to say whatever you want to say. So the minute is yours. Yeah, no, I appreciate you bringing me on. I'm setting me on my Instagram is at HBM underscore solo. You see my pictures and tell me if you like them, and I'll say thank you. <laughs> I like your pictures. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you guess he gets two thank yous because it's special. That's <laughs> why. All right. Um, as Solomon just said, you can follow him on Instagram. All the links will be in the description. Thank you for coming on the show. Bio. And in the bio. <laughs> Thank, you for- <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. Okay. All right. Great seeing you, mate. Great seeing you too. We gotta we gotta talk and we have to like do something in person at some point. But that's Yo, that's a just topic life, bro. Off it's air. Busy, yeah, no, everybody's busy. We're all getting older and we're all becoming adults and stuff like that. So what can you do? But we're just, gonna try to yeah, we're getting better at this. Facts, we will be. Um, so thank you for watching the It's All Opinion podcast. This has been episode eight. I am Nate Sperlin. Do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Some at some point, Solomon was like, you Solomon says something about um the camera specifics and shutter speed, and you were like that's a good point. I'm going to subscribe to the channel and give this a like. So thank you for that. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify and YouTube. And check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. Once again, I am Nate Sperlin. Thank you for watching, and we are out.